0: God, my head! What? What was I drinking last night? Where am I? This isn't this isn't my bedroom. That's not my bedroom ceiling. I know my bedroom ceiling. I've seen it enough. What? Where on earth am I?
1: some sort of weird place? I don't know. I I was walking across my sitting room to turn the television on and um, there was just a weird bright light. There were six saintly shrouded men and then I woke up here. But where's here? I've got no idea.
0: Wow, what an odd place. Speaking of odd places, that reminds me of something.
1: Yeah, this is reminding me very much of something. But what? What could it possibly be reminding us of? Could it be a Genesis album by any chance? Of course! Duke! Yes, Dukey, that great Genesis album.
0: No, 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 I'm thinking of the wrong one. Not Duke, what is it? Um, um, The Loud Noise Down on Broadway.
1: Ah, oh, yes, where Rail ends up in a weird landscape.
0: Yes, of course... Genesis's second themed album. Yes, their first proper concept album. Indeed. Double album. Double album. Of course, this was at the point where Genesis thought they had a big enough fan base that they could get away with a double album. That's right. They were previously thinking about it, but thought nobody's going to listen to us for two albums worth. Exactly.
1: And almost Selling England by the Pound is kind of a proto-concept album because it's all about Englishness. Englishness. But as a theme, it doesn't follow track to no, track. Whereas no. this tells a whole story. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Right, so... Whatever.
0: So this is. Is. this is their sixth studio album. Sixth studio album, yes. Yeah. Not well received at first when it was first issued? No,
1: it wasn't critically acclaimed at all. Um, no. it, fans really enjoyed it but no, critics didn't. Obviously the last album to feature Peter Gabriel.
0: Yeah, yep, it is indeed. This is this is the one where they had so much trouble producing, well, not producing it, but putting it together, mm. that the band effectively split.
1: Peter Gabriel was offered a job working with William
0: Friedkin. I thought we were gonna, for some producer. reason, I thought you were going to say working in Tesco's. Working in Tesco's, yeah. <laughs> this is a hangover from last the Last one we did.
1: He was offered a job working in Tesco's getting the trolleys. Yeah. But he got a better offer from William Friedkin. To that come was with, lucky then. To come and help him come up with ideas for films. Okay. As part of a collective that William Friedkin was putting. True. William Friedkin was hot stuff at the time after having done The Exorcist, oh. and Peter has always had a great love of cinema and wanted to get in. Was going to go to film school, or university, so he accepted. And he left the band. Oh, well, Tony and Mike basically didn't want him to do both. It's one or the other, so he
0: left the band for a while. This album, when they were putting it together, was done in a very ungenesis way. It was. I mean, Peter Gabriel demanded that he write the lyrics himself. Yes, and went away on his own to write them and said to the band, "You go away and write the music," mm-hmm. and that was not how they have They'd been doing stuff in the past wasn't no it? it wasn't and I mean, it did cause quite a lot of friction though, he,
1: he basically said if I'm coming up with a story for
0: this I'm going to write
1: the lyrics for it and they had Mike Rutherford had suggested they do um, an album
0: based on The Little Prince they did. A French story they did um, by Antonio de Saint expry yes or something yes. along those lines
1: and if you want to know the story of The Little Prince that is actually a movie that's available on Netflix
0: you can watch
1: starring? Um, it's a an animated movie oh, oh. so stop motion so if you want to know that story then that but yeah Peter Gabriel pretty much decided that was too tweaked yes and yeah Yeah, you can see that and so he kind of almost came up with the complete opposite in something that is so impenetrable you can't actually tell what it's about.
0: This is true. I mean, I've listened to this album many times and if you t- said, now, what is the story? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Couldn't even begin to tell you. No. There are certain tracks on here where you can, you're can you getting a story Yes. and then the following track is seemingly gibberish yeah. and you just, just go, hang on, I thought I was getting a grip of this story yeah. at this point and now it's gone.
1: So I think the basic story is some street punk from New York ends up in a weird place, tries to escape it does, yeah. A bit like us. I'm a street punk from the mean streets of Derby, and I'm in a weird place for you.
0: You are not a street punk. Punk, maybe. But not a street punk. Say what? You're you're about as... No. You, there's nothing about you that's street.
1: No?
0: No. No. You've got a rainbow T-shirt on.
1: I'm down with the kids. it's not
0: even the band. It's just got a rainbow on it.
1: Program, a TV program.
0: Again, not particularly street. Kids love it. That. Yes. But this album, as you say, not particularly well received at the time, mm-hmm. critically slammed, but in 1990 did get its gold disc. It did indeed. So, I mean, you know, it really it, it's one of those albums that was slow a burn. slow burner. Yeah. Definitely. And now it's considered a classic album. Uh,
1: Well, it was in, um, I believe it was Prog Magazine's top ten concept albums of all
0: time. I think it's number three, if I remember right. It it is a good album, for various reasons. I I think it's a great album. It's one of those albums, though, that you can't dip into.
1: No. You either
0: start to listen to it and finish it.
1: There, There are probably, what, well, there are 22 tracks on
0: that album, and there are probably
1: five of those that you could listen to without having listened to the album. Yeah, some of those were together. released as singles. Yeah. But to get the most out of this, you need to listen to the whole album.
0: Yeah, you can't just dip in and out. No, you can't. You couldn't put... Very few of these, apart from, say, the, the ones that were released as singles, mm-hmm. you couldn't have any of the, the rest on a mixtape. No. Because they, they would just sound odd out of context. Yeah, they would. I mean, they sound odd enough in context. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the whole thing sounds
1: odd. It does. Um, but yes, they had a really, really troubled time doing this album, quite apart from the fact that Peter Gabriel left for a while to go and work with William Friedkin, who, incidentally, when he found out that Peter Gabriel had left the band and they were going to split, basically said, no, I don't want to split the band up, go back to the band. Mm. (laughs) So it was William Friedkin who told Peter Gabriel to go back to the band. At that point, they'd already written most of the music, and so Phil Collins suggested they just release an instrumental album, which was pretty much ignored. (laughs) Yes, it
0: should be. Um, But this this album, they played this live through 102... dates across Europe and the States they did and the
1: last date was actually cancelled the day before the concert Um, so their last ever gig with Peter Gabriel they only found out that it was their last gig the day
0: before so the party they planned never went ahead (laughs) yeah exactly (sighs) and that cake I assume just went to ruin
1: well yes well But the American tour happened and they played this album in four, before the album had been released in America. So you can imagine the American fans coming in expecting to hear Watcher of the Skies, Dancing in the Moonlit Night and all the classics. And they just get The Lamb
0: Lies Down on Broadway. If you haven't heard this album before and you go straight into the gig... Mm. You must stand in the crowd going, what is this bollocks? Which pretty much would have been almost all of the audience,
1: because the tour started before the album was released, so they wouldn't have known what the hell was going on. How did
0: it go down on the tour? Because, I mean, it's a good album, mm. but we've had 20, 30 years of listening to this album yeah. for it to become a good album. Yeah. When you, If you went in cold mm-hmm. and this came on and they weren't playing the hits that you were expecting, mm-hmm. this must have been kind of disappointing for the audience. I
1: guess. I mean, it, the fact is, it's great music.
0: Yeah, but first listen?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. For, for it to be your first time you've ever heard it, probably a bit disconcerting. Yeah, I mean, as a... You can
0: imagine so, there could have been people leaving the auditorium. I
1: would imagine so. I mean, as a concession, they did play an encore where they played a few classic tracks, Watch of the Skies, Phantom I believe Battle of Epping Forest they played as well.
0: So they effectively did two sets, but
1: yeah, the whole thing, two hours. Yeah. And that's the gig.
0: Mm. Even now, and I love this, I'm not sure I could sit through that. No, I mean you you'd want a mix of music, oh, yeah, you sit down and listen to this unless you're a big fan of Wagner's rings mm. cycle, um, but you're even, probably not used to sitting down for that length of time listening to one theme,
1: even if you were a fan of that, you've heard it before anyway, yeah, it's not like yeah. you're going in and somebody's saying, right, sit down you can't leave until you've listened to this whole That's what I'm saying two hours even now
0: if, if they said we're going to pr- do this live, mm. you'd buy tickets now, yes, but then when the day came, you'd sit there thinking, really? yeah." Wow.
1: I mean, and that is what a lot of fans want. Yeah. They want the, this lineup of the band to get back together and tour the landlords down Broadway, which is what they were intending to do in 2007. They all got back together, all five of them in the room, started talking about let's do the lab and Peter Gabriel was kind of up for it, but then they started to say, Well, this needs to happen then and this needs to happen and it started to fall apart and then Peter Gabriel pulled out and so Steve Hackett pulled out, which is why we got the two thousand seven reunion tour of the the classic three man lineup. Hard work. It would, it would this be was, hard yeah. Work I can meets.
0: imagine being the first time this coming out the even if you're a Genesis fan, you must be thinking, what the hell is this? When's the next good track coming on? Yeah, I mean, because it's... this would have just been, I imagine, like the album, rolled, all yeah, the tracks would have rolled would into have. one.
1: I mean, Peter Gabriel introduced it with a little story of Rail, and he dropped bits in between tracks to tell what was happening next in mm. the story. But even that, it's, you know, the, the story of Rail is virtually
0: unreadable. I mean, Peter Gabriel chose the name Rail because you couldn't tie it down to an ethnic group. Yeah. So it was it was a, a character that you couldn't place anywhere, hmm. and he was pretty pissed off when he realised that the Who had <laughs> used that name on their album on their single uh, the "Who Sells Out." Yeah, I mean that did piss him off for quite a while. Didn't
1: yeah, it? it did. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm glad you didn't change it though because it works really well.
0: Yeah, doesn't
1: it? it does. It's an unusual name. It's kind of unusual but almost familiar.
0: That's it. It's a it's an almost familiar thing, mm. but it's so unusual that it lends itself to playing in this unusual uh setting that we're we're now in. Yes. I well, mean, we we are, are literally now in. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. the sky's pink at the moment. I thought that was just from what I've been drinking.
1: No, I mean the grass
0: isn't green. I thought of, that was the carpet. It's kind of purple and blue. Well, um well while we're in here Yeah. Um what else are we talking? Um
1: during this period as well, Pete Gabriel had his first child with his wife Jill. He did and he was rushing to and from and recording she, the baby, the baby almost died in yeah. childbirth, and so he was rushing to inform. And Tony and Mike have since said they gave him no sympathy at all and no support.
0: Yeah, that must have put a real mad pressure on the band, I mean, and he, he must have felt pretty much alone at that point. Because he, he was keeping himself to himself while writing his lyrics. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't interacting with the band that much.
1: No, I mean he was he was at the studio, but he was writing the lyrics while they were writing the music, and then he'd come in with the lyrics he'd written and sing the lyrics. So he was already kind of isolated anyway. And Tony and Mike, were his old friends in the group and for them to be so unsympathetic and yeah, something they must have, have felt a lot of betrayal yeah,
2: there yeah you can um,
0: imagine you can see why this was the end for the Genesis we've come to know because the, yeah. the tensions in the band and the stresses that this mm. was bringing out it must have been unbearable going to work every day yeah because it must have been horrible was it ego on Gabriel's part do you think or was it just be- that he had something that he wanted to get out of his system
1: I think he just
0: wanted to get some this story out of his because system. the others did put forward lyrics for this mm. and he just rejected them straight out he wanted yeah. his set of lyrics on yeah
1: that. I mean they didn't so much uh, I mean some of the lyrics on the album were written by Tony and Mike
0: that yeah. was that was the ones when uh, Peter Gabriel didn't deliver the lyrics on
1: time yeah exactly there. so he was struggling so they wrote those but yeah the the rest of the band did say well don't you think it should be worded like this and P.G. no he was being a complete Hitler with these lyrics they were his I lyrics mean. or no lyrics and he even asked them to write extra music for
0: lyrics that he'd written though they didn't have any music so the carpet crawlers came from that mm. just um, just to point out here you mm-hmm. mentioned Hitler yeah. and I'd just like to point out to our listeners that there are other dictators available you don't just have to go with Hitler mm-hmm. yeah. quite right just for now, <laughs> so we don't get sued by Hitler <laughs>
1: Oh, you put me off now. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where that came from. Um,
0: yeah. So they recorded
1: this at Headley Grange, which was Led
0: Zeppelin's studio. Yeah, they got um, the police involved, didn't they? Because they were causing so much noise while they were recording. The neighbours called the police. <laughs> And they got a curfew right. band.
1: They had curfew, yeah. Rat infested by all accounts. And Phil had brought his family to live there with them while they were recording. That must have been
0: so much fun for everybody. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah, and so it, it was that. But they recorded the music as live. So rather than recording each different instrument and separately mixing it all together, they, they got all together and played it through live. Um, which really gives it a rawness to the sound, I think. It, it, yeah. it, it's kind of immediate and it sounds much better the way they've done that.
0: It does. This is... This is the musically, this is very different to the last album. Mm. Whereas the last album was very nicely rounded and there were some great orchestral mm-hmm. points. This, as you say, sounds a lot more raw. Yes.
1: Um, it, I, I hate to say it, but it's very much like Genesis do punk. I mean, yeah. It was before punk. It was. Just. But it was very much in that sort of vein. It wasn't like prog rock album but at the same time it was it wasn't like a straight out rock album but at the same time it was and it's another example of them progressing their sound yeah. it sounds nothing like the last album
0: and there's nothing on this album that sounds even slightly folky no they've no. completely left that behind no. now
1: even the slower songs such as Carpet Crawlers yeah
0: there's no there's it's no not... element of folk in this no. anymore. Anyway. They've, they've completely left that behind yeah. none of the vocals come across that way no, so it, it, it's an, it's an interesting album. But mm. as you say, I can understand the punk aspect of it because yeah, the, the urgency of the music and the pounding of the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can you can you could you could argue for a punk yeah. influence. I mean, there. and
1: it came out about the same time as Yes released Tales from Topographic Oceans. Crap album. Which is a crap album. Mm. But this is again that's Yes playing. Yes doesn't sound any different to
0: any other Yes album. No. At, and at again, the time. just for listeners. Um, Yes's uh, crap album. There are other crap albums out there available too. Um, my record collection, uh, notwithstanding. Continue. Um,
1: but yeah, if you compare these two albums, you know, "Tales from the Pacific Ocean" and, and "The Lamb," they're not the same style of music at all. But no. they're all progressive rock. Yeah,
0: but so... you can, the, the, you, there isn't an, a sort of era feel to yeah. both these albums. You know, like some some music, you can tell what era they're from mm-hmm. because that era sound the same. Yeah. These two albums yes. so polar, yes, opposites yeah. that you couldn't tie them down to yeah. that that era. Exactly. Yes, maybe. Yeah, but certainly not this album. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't go with the rest of the progressive rock at that time. Exactly. They've gone for shorter, punchier tracks. The punk effect. As the it punk- well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But this album. Yes. Now the story about Young Rail. Rail. Potentially a Puerto Rican child mm-hmm. in New York, spray-painting his way through life, yeah. until he sees the lamb lie down mm. on Broadway. Peter Gable never liked this imagery, no. but it worked very well, so they left it. Yeah. Is this... I've, I've never quite got the hang of this story, mm. as I think 99.9%... Only Peter Gable knows what this
2: is about, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah.
0: But is this story actually about Rail John, his void through it, or is it about conflicts of a split personality? Well, wow, that's a good question. Who on earth knows? <laughs> or cares. <laughs> or okay.
1: I've, I've been listening to this album for 30 years. I think it's a great album. I've still not really got any idea what the story's mm.
0: about. I mean, when he's calling to his brother John mm. and John silently turns away, mm. I always got the image of my mind of, like, that was his personality trying to draw together his, his other personality. Yeah, it could be. And they were, they were not coming together. That's where I get my split personality thing from. I I always thought they were the same person, mm. not two different people.
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll discuss that a little bit more in the tracks as they come along. Maybe. Yeah, it just seemed It's just a weird journey. And there was a, there's been lots and lots of talk of this being turned into
0: a movie I don't know what that would look like
1: what (laughs) it'd be unwatchable it
0: would be unwatchable I mean there's no imagery you could put to this that would make it make sense no no, because it, it is a nonsense album. Effectively, yeah. it may have made sense when Peter Cable was writing it. Mm. Somewhere in the translation, it's turned into gibberish. Yeah. Because yeah. you can listen to this album with your headphones on and try and get into it, and every time you listen to it, you find something else that makes you reevaluate what the story's about. Yeah. yeah. It's such it's... it's such a complicated story, yeah. but so weird. and yeah. so <laughs> difficult to get a handle on. It's very. I would dense. love somebody to sit me down and tell me about what this is about mm. really Peter? Good. Peter if you're listening to this please please let us please. know what it's about <laughs> and we will pass your message on unless it's a secret oh yeah but it's a great album I mean there's no it denying is this is a great album absolutely what a great album and nobody knows genesis what it's about, it's about
1: yeah. <laughs> i mean this is going to be this would be my top three genesis albums
0: yeah i think it would be probably be almost anybody's top yeah, three genesis albums. it's
1: it just sonically it's so good and like you said you listen to it especially if you listen to it on headphones and you hear more every yeah. time you you hear something new every single yeah. time it's just absolutely stunning um and they, they originally were going to release this as two albums wow uh, two parts they were going to release them six months apart which, in retrospect, Peter Gabriel said that would have worked better because it would have given him more time to finish the lyrics.
0: I don't think anybody would have taken this as two albums. Nobody would have bought the second half. No, <laughs> no. Because, as we've said, there is no story that you can comprehend. <laughs> but at least with the double album, you feel like you've listened to a story. Yeah, exactly. Even if you don't understand it. Yeah, but splitting it into two parts, like they do with some movies now. Mm, I hate that, because you you get this movie, and you watch it, and you go, that was really good. Part two is in two years' time. Yeah. And you go and see part two, and you sit there for the first ten minutes going, what's part one about?
1: I can't remember that, what happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hate those. Yeah. The same would have been for this album. Mm. You've know, you listened to, to the first album bought the second album and you could not have listened to the second album without listening to the first album so what was the point of splitting them exactly Because, and I don't think it would have worked as you say people might not have bought the second album exactly and also it would have been a huge chunk out of their production schedule because instead of having this and then another album later on to keep the fans interested you're going to have this gap in the middle that's filled with these two albums that may or may not work yeah it was a big gamble. Yeah.
1: I don't think it would have stopped Peter Gabriel from leaving the band either at that point. No. I think he, he there was something
0: else going off here.
1: Wasn't yeah, there? I mean, I think he'd been, like you said, betrayed by their lack of sympathy. I think he was going to leave anyway at this yeah. point. In many ways, he's got. There was the the thing in the press where he was the focal point. So, not that I don't think you think the rest had, of the band were jealous. I don't think he'd got big too big for his boots. But maybe the band were a bit jealous, and there was that disconnect there. In a lot of ways, this album is closer to his solo work than it is to Genesis
0: yes it is This can, when you consider the last album for example mm. I mean we, we discussed last time how well that came together yeah. and how the great sound this completely different sound yeah I mean this we said last time that that was sort of an end of that Genesis era yeah this is the start of the next one. But it's a very quick Yes. It's a standalone album. It is. This does not this is not how Genesis planned to progress. No. This is itself. Definitely not. It's not part of anything else.
1: I mean, and the next album after this is Trick of the Tail, which Phil Collins vocals aside, is a lot closer
0: musically to sell in England. Yeah. than it is to this. But this is literally they're sort of we want to do this kind of thing yeah. it's going to be completely different to everything we're going to do mm-hmm. before or after we're going to do it.
1: And it is opposite to Selling England because this is all America. Yeah. This is American references
0: Americanisms. Yeah and they throw a lot of, uh, a lot of re- American references yeah. to yeah. actors, places exactly. TV personalities. Mm-hmm. It's basically we were saying last time that Selling England the lyrics were bought in because Genesis were being accused in the press of trying to panther the American yeah. and that's exactly what this album's doing mm. it's basically an American album yeah. but it works it does work it it's, <laughs> it's fine I mean you know now I don't think you would have that happen people no. would not say a I can't think of a modern band I don't do modern bands mm. but people wouldn't say to a modern band oh you're pandering to the Americans yeah. because we are a worldwide community exactly, now. Yeah, yeah. so people expect you to have worldwide themes Yeah, but I back mean, at the time Britain was still an island you, to be fair Britain is still an island it is still an island um, unless they've changed geography recently maybe looking out the window <laughs> it may have but now it's it's customary to have worldwide themes or even yeah. sing in an American accent
1: yeah I mean we get albums released same date worldwide nowadays yeah I mean you, you don't go on Spotify in America and in Europe and have albums released on a different date they're on Spotify and they're on Spotify yeah um, except for this album funnily enough which is on Spotify but there's only four tracks what? Yeah, it's only four tracks. The Lamb, just- Back in New York City, yeah. Carpet Crawlers, and. I think it might be Counting Out Time. What is the point of that? Don't know. It's just really weird. You can listen to the whole album if you listen to the live version that makes up part of the archive Oxen. But
0: you can't buy the whole album. That's the Spotify. whole
1: album on Spotify, That
0: For a concept album, that's stupid.
1: It is really strange. I yeah. don't know why that is. It's the only Genesis album that's like that. But Brian Eno's featured on some of these tracks credited on some of these tracks I should say Um, he did some vocal effects on Peter Gabriel's vocals on one or two tracks Um, he was working on his uh, Taking Tiger Mountain by Strategy album in a studio next door and Peter Gabriel came and asked him
0: to help very good and what do you think of the cover to this album it's iconic it is um, I like it mm. it's an interesting piece of artwork um, for this I mean you know what it is when you look at it yeah. it's not one of those album covers that you think oh what's that from mm. you know what it's from yeah
1: it's very It's. I think it's their best produced album it is to this day It I'm is. not a massive fan of it I like it but no, it's, it's not a it's... great album it's I'll qualify that statement. It's not a great album cover in that it doesn't stand up with, say, the Dark Side of the Moon cover, where it's immediately iconic. But it is a
0: good album. It's a good album. I mean, it's very much like the album. It's gibberish.
2: Hmm. Because the
0: the pictures don't mean anything. Then they kind of relate to the story, I suppose. Um, You know, Weird Places... Two people trying to help each mm-hmm. other, tugging away. That doesn't sound right, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, you know they're, they're they're trying to help each other, pulling each other in yeah. different directions. But it's a great, it's a nice little cover yeah. for this album. It works yeah. fine. I mean, what else would you put there? A picture, exactly? of a lamb, a picture of a lamb,
1: picture of a lamb, which would have down. been terrible. Yeah. It would have been, but Storm Storm Fogerson, who uh, worked with Pink Floyd a lot, so they've actually got professional in this time. But yeah, it's it's okay as an album cover, and it's black and white to reflect the noir themes that yeah. they we're going for. Yeah, so it works in that respect as well. Those those themes do
0: come mm. come off in the lyrics.
1: In the same way as the Sell in England by the Pound cover reflects that album mm-hmm. very well, yeah, I think this reflects this album very well as
0: well. Yeah, yes, it does, and I uh, say iconic. Mm. Uh, I've even got a t shirt with the on there. How many band t shirt covers do you have? Not many. No. Not many. Not many. Do you want to start talking about the tracks or is yes. there some other crap you want to wibble on about?
1: Let's go and hide over there behind this hill and try and figure out what's going on and listen to the lamb. Is that hill? I thought it was a camel's hunt. Oh my god, it is. What? Oh, She's. <laughs>
0: I have not there's there was so much spit in a camel. Oh, God, I
1: know. This I'm is so not
0: fit. coming out.
1: This is the second podcast where I've ended up all wet.
0: Well, you will mess around with penguins. They were giving me the eye. They, uh, they weren't giving you the eye. They were feeding. Forget the penguins. We were listening to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Yes. And we've just listened to the opening track, which the, is called... The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. What a surprise. Yeah. What do you think of this track?
1: Oh, what bloody brilliant track
0: blown away by that piano intro yes so mm. good Ah, oh, it uh, sets up the album nicely starts the story going mm-hmm. as such yeah. as such it is <laughs> yeah brilliant
1: I mean it's, it's again very different sound it's very urgent and aggressive and builds up really well and it's again it's a lot more like Peter's solo output And I think it's very telling that this is one of only two Genesis tracks he's ever performed live in his solo career. Until recently, where he performed Dancing with Moonlit Night on his tour with Sting. He's performed this and back in New York City on on his initial couple of tours. Really good. Great piano intro. And the last track that Peter Gabriel and Tony Banks wrote together, ever.
0: Oh, that's kind of sad. It is, yeah. So they're opening the album with
1: their last track.
0: Wow. End of of an era. End
1: of an era, era, indeed.
0: But what a great end. What a great way to go out. Well, yeah. Uh, you couldn't ask for better classic was, track so good I mean classic track and rightly they
1: played it live for a long time after Peter Gabriel left the band as well
0: yeah but we're, go- we're gonna go through this album not just doing the single tracks because, yeah. because some of them are very small yeah. so this one rolls into Fly to Wind Street.
2: blowing now blowing dust into my eyes. the dust settles on my skin making a crust I cannot move And I'm hovering like a fly Waiting for the windshield on the freeway
0: Flying windshield. Flying windshield. My apologies. Yeah. Which, which has probably the greatest lyric ever. Yeah. And I'm hovering like a fly, waiting for the windshield on the freeway. Yeah. Which
1: sums up life. And that just superb crash as yeah. the band all come in together.
0: Brilliant. It's so a Lovely, rousing, it is. BOWM to, to the track. I mean,
1: Tony, Tony Banks has said he thinks that's the best ever Genesis moment. Yeah. And I, can't, I kind of agree with him and don't agree with him at the same time, but it works so well. Mm. I don't
0: know if it's intended, but the way the, the music's going, me, Yeah. Wee sounds like mm. traffic. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, whether we're supposed to be thinking we're on a street
1: at this point. Maybe. I mean, it's this is the point of the story, <laughs> as far as I can tell, where Rails seen a giant cinema screen come towards him and he's hit it. So perhaps he's transported to the weird land whence we are now.
0: Ooh. Hopefully with less camels. With less camels, with any luck. Um, so this this track goes on. It's very nice. Very yeah. good. I love this track. Very rousing. Very rousing. And, and we go into Broadway Melody, which is a small instrumental. No, um
1: this is the one that's got all the um references to American culture. On the the lakes,
2: with our mythical Madonna's still walking in their shades. Lenny Bruce declares a truce and pages on the hair Marshall McGlue and casual view and it's There's no ship sailing Groucho with his movies trailing Stands alone with his punchline failing Two clerks glance in hot soul food And the band plays in the mood The cheerleader waves a cyanide wand There's a smell of peach blossom and bitter almond Carl Chessman sniffs the air and leads the parade. He knows. In a scent you can bottle all you made. There's no accusing loose weight shoes.
1: So Broadway melody of seventy-four is a Play on the old MGM musicals, Broadway Melody of thirty-seven, thirty-nine. Um, but this one's got, you know, the Marshall McLuhan and. Mm.
0: They did King say clan, they Soltan. did say when they were when they were writing this that one of their influences was West Side Story.
1: Yes, they did, and you can kind of see that at this point the story hasn't started to not make sense. <laughs> at no. this point, Rails being. Transported at this point, to you've got a
0: basic chance of getting a grip exactly. of the story.
1: We're still not lost yet. <laughs> But these two, Fly in the Windshield" and "Broadway Melody," they don't work as tracks on their own.
0: No, this you is couldn't. the first.
1: I mean, "The Landlady on Broadway." You could get away you, with could, that. you could listen to that as a track. That could be released as a single. And although the lyrics are obscure they kind of make sense within the context of the track not
0: unknown for prog rock though no
1: no that's true um but these two don't at all in no. fact they don't even work as individual tracks they are one track split into two
0: again this is an album you can just dip into yeah as we said exactly. previously this and this these are tracks specifically you could not just dip into
1: no exactly and this works as a whole yeah. these two tracks yeah and then of course we go into the next track cuckoo cocoon yeah which is a nice little jangly guitar business which is a great track
2: been some powdered wound, I guess I'm losing touch, don't tell me this is dying, cause I ain't changed that much, the only sound is water drops, I wonder where the hell I am, so kind of a jam, cuckoo, cocoon, have I come to do some for you?
0: Isn't this one of the ones they released as a single? No, they didn't. No, not this oh, one. Why do I always think this one was released use as a single.
1: single? use the carpet crawlers. It begins with the C. CC. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the jangly guitars, but it doesn't. The guitar sound is not very 1970s. It's very much out of time, almost. Yeah. It, it sounds like it could be from any. Career. But then so's this whole album. Mm. Yeah. This
0: is very. I mean, if you if you listen to this album now, mm. you couldn't tie it down to a specific time. I don't think.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, it's not overblown like we've said before. Tales from Topographic Oceans was the epitome of prog rock at this
0: point. Mm. You listen to that, you think 70s.
1: Yeah, and this sounds nothing like this I think this I'm not sure this would fit right up to the present day but certainly if you played this somebody didn't tell them what it was or where it was from it could be from the 80s it could be from the 90s I was thinking 80s yeah yeah. I mean a lot of this could be 90s as well in sound it's only the production that that dates it really Yeah. but yeah I mean flute on this is very prominent
0: yeah on this track Peter Gabriel I assume yeah yeah. he was a big flutist he was a flout floutist he played the flout he played the (laughs) flout (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then, and then this, yeah, obviously, this is cuckoo cocoon lyrically part of the story. This is where rails waking up in the weird like weird did. landscape. I didn't wake up in a cocoon's cocoon, though. No, no, where's a cuckoo cocoon? cocoon? No, no, don't they come from eggs? I don't know. I suppose an egg is a kind of cocoon. Did they start off as a sparrow and then go into a cocoon and then come out as a pigeon? That's not how it works. No. You, you failed biology, didn't you? Yeah, several yeah. times.
0: Yes.
1: but that's those, those first four tracks The Lamb again absolutely brilliant opening track they're very good at their they opening are tracks so good in later days it's Phil Collins who's responsible for the running order of the albums I don't know who's responsible for the running order for now probably a band consensus but this is a great opening track well, to be fair, you couldn't put it in the middle. No, definitely that would not. make
0: the story even less. It would nonsensical. I mean,
1: but that's lyrically. But even yeah. musically, it wouldn't work in the middle. So if no. you if you put something else first and then put this halfway through the album, it would be very jarring.
0: Yeah, because v- you would v- be uh, like,
1: Wait, where did that suddenly
0: come from? The v- musical stylings of the band <laughs> uh, through this album yeah. um, changes rapidly. Mm. It's hard musically. To, you, if you got these as a jigsaw puzzle, mm. could you put them in order? Mm. Because it switches back and forth between styles. It does. Um, I'm not entirely sure... If you did put The Lamb in the middle, I don't think you'd notice if you didn't know because the music well, does yeah, change so, so much. I, mean,
1: I suppose so. I mean, you say, you put it, I
0: suppose. it's only the, the lyrics that would give it away. Yeah. But musically, I, I don't know if you'd even notice because no. it does change so rapidly throughout this, yes. this album. I suppose it's a good point. I made a good point. Yes! Yeah. Oh, one for me.
1: No, 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 no. That's a good point. Ah! That... that, that that giant thing's running towards us with. Ooh, it's like 3D. Like I've got my glasses on. The pointier. Quick, listen to some more music while we run away. Ah. gone. Pointy, pointy, so pointy. I oh know, I've got a hole in me now. <laughs> so, what did we just
0: listen to? Oh, I was in the cage. Oh, I was the cage. <laughs> Safe cage. Uh, cage. <sighs> oh, what a great track. It is a good track. It's a good track. Starts off nice and slowly, mm-hmm, then nice. becomes more and more frenetic as it goes along. Yeah,
1: nice little heartbeat sound. I yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. Uh, you know. And that. Oh, which oh, I love very much. much. Oh, it goes into the key. But this track gets more and more and more and more and more phonetic until you end up with this fast-paced, almost running uh, feel to it.
1: Yeah, for saying it's about being trapped in a cage, it's
0: very energetic. It is, and the longest track on the album. It is. But it doesn't feel the the longest track on the album. No, it doesn't. I don't know if that's because of the pace they they develop in the song. I think it probably is.
1: You know, it ends really well with the the swirling... Swirling round and round
0: and round and round and round. you're dizzy from something. So so it's
1: almost like the track doesn't end, we just leave the track... Yeah, or so get thrown out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, rightly played live for a long time. It must this. have been
0: brilliant live. Yeah. You? Um, you can you can imagine this being played live. It's one of those tracks where it does stand alone.
1: Yeah, yes. I was gonna say that. It does kind of work outside the context of the album. Yeah. Because the, the lyrics don't explicitly refer for the most part to the story that's going on. <laughs> they don't
0: on any of the tracks well, specifically. No, that's just, true. <laughs> uh, I don't, I mean, we're not going back to the story. No. But, I mean,
1: you could interpret this as a, a song about being trapped.
0: Yeah. But you could put this on a mixtape. Yeah. You it, could. It would work fine. It would
1: work fine. Um, but Gibberish, yeah. but fine.
0: Gibberish. But when we, we meet John. Yeah. For the first time. We do brother meet John. John. This is the first time we mention him.
1: Yeah. I mean, and what a dick. <laughs> what an utter dick. And he could easily have saved Rail. Yeah. And he just ignores him. And so him. He is a brother. Yeah. Maybe he's not. Maybe he just knows Rail as his brother
0: is a really horrible person so I I <laughs> This is where I'm starting to think split personality. Hmm. Where John is another part of Rail's personality. It's like a a conversation in his own mind. Where he's talking to his own split personality. Possible. And the other split personality is refusing to talk to him. Hence widening the split. I may be wrong. Maybe this is just one of the ways about it's just one of the ways I've interpreted this album. Yeah, there are so many ways. That's only one of the ways I've interpreted this album. Recently (laughs) I've had many interpretations over the years as to what the hell this is about. Yes. Um, but great track oh I just love when this starts I said it yeah. yeah you just feel it building inside you to this the pace quickening
1: yeah I mean it's one of Tony's best solos I think yeah. I mean forget things like Firth of Fifth where it's a piano intro this is his keyboard solo it, it works so well it's so so much energy I've used that word already but it's so much energy in yeah. this track
0: and then from that we go into the Grand Parade
2: Kind. screams a drooping laden, offering her dream dreams less than extortionate prices and as the notes and coins are taken out i'm taken in to the factory floor i
1: I'm afraid of lifeless packaging
0: Now yeah. this track. What? <laughs> now the weirdness is starting to set in a bit. Say what? Um, this this track. Oh God, where to start? It's a good track. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Wtf? Yeah, Wtf in the extreme. Yeah. It's it's a big step. Yeah, um, because it just this is this is where it starts departing from normality. I suppose yeah, you yes, could say.
1: Yeah, this is where it really gets weird. He's been thrown out of the cage by it constantly spinning around. Great musically. yeah, the, oh, yeah. the, the factory toot toot and the sort of the militaristic could you things. F-
0: music as sound effects.
1: Yeah, and Brian Eno's vocal effects.
0: Oh, yeah, the they, they had a whole sense of unreality to this thing. Definitely.
1: But then the story, I mean, what is it? Is a factory for new bodies being created? Are they clones? Are Slaves? People? Perhaps it's not John that we saw in the last track, but it's somebody else using his body.
0: Or is it more multiple personalities? More this?
1: multiple personalities. I mean, they've got people stocked in every shape. So yeah. it's not just John and Ray.
0: No, this is, this is obviously... Oh, people trafficking, maybe. Maybe. It's just it? hard to say. I don't know what this is about. But Ubers. you could interpret this in many, many ways. You could. It's a, it's an interesting track from that point of view. Because yeah. Because you can read so much into it. Mm. But again, weird to listen to. It is. I mean, if you're... If, it's a bit disconcerting. Trust me, when you're driving down the road... Yeah. ...and you've got this on your stereo, <laughs> and you pull up at lights, and this is playing, people looking through the window and thinking you're a nut. Yeah. It's, well... It's just an odd track, with the, with the whistles going off and various other things. It's yeah. and that sort of march yeah. time. It's to very
1: mar- much like a marching band or music marching thing. toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's that factory feeling. It's like automated ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Of things being produced. So, but it is weird, but it's like what on earth are you talking about? Almost Metropolis. Yeah, I mean it's very much like that film that came out, of The Get Out recently where they were spoiler alert if you've not seen it um, putting other personalities into bodies so they were taking over bodies by moving their personalities into these different bodies or like Altered Carbon yeah I was the, just thinking the, of that. the it's TV gone. series um, mm. where it was the what was it called the sleeves yes so perhaps that's kind of what they're
0: alluding to that sort of thing who knows who in fact not knows. me mm. but, so, but an interesting track musical yeah and certainly not a bad track. No, just one of those...
1: Just weird. The first really weird track on the album. Because <laughs> the others have been... Although they've been very
0: musically different, they've been musically consistent. Yeah. No, confidence is the wrong word. Yeah. I mean, they've still sounded like Genesis. Yeah. This does not sound yeah. like Genesis. It sounds a bit weird it's a bit weird yeah
2: yeah. and you
0: wonder where this came from there's nothing in this that makes you think previous Genesis no it's completely a departure from their musical stylings it
1: is which is why this album stands alone because there's a lot of this on this album
0: yeah Yeah. and this is just the first of the weird mmm it gets weirder but
1: oh I can see faces and traces of home where? back in New York City you come from Ripley oh oh I've just told them where you live (gasps) they'll find you and they'll kill me Oh, where are we? Back in New York City. Cool. What do you think of that one? Oh, what a great track! Awesome track. That's I love it Stunning. That's one of my favorite favourite. Yeah, it's a big, rousing number isn't it? It its It's really aggressive vocals from Peter Gabriel on that as well. This is where I was saying earlier, this is almost like Genesis does
0: punk. It is. Very jarring music. Yeah, it's, I mean... It's, it's, it's you know, dum, 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 yeah. dum, dum, still beat going through.
1: Yeah, it's that heartbeat again yeah. from In the Cage comes yeah. back. Um, yeah, but it's more aggressive this time. But yeah, definitely. I mean, Peter played this live and played it as a punk version pretty much. He speeded it up when he played I can it Can imagine live. that
0: sounded pretty good as well? Yeah,
1: yeah. So good. I mean, this is start of side two of The Vinyl album, and it's... Just for the
0: children out there, Vinyl <laughs> is a kind of plastic we play music on. It
1: is. Um, and it, it's a flashback, so this is Rail's life before the lamp. Before he got Before he them. got lamp. And what a
0: horrible, horrible guy he is. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not ta- a great guy. He's talking about rape. Yeah. Yeah. This is going back to him being a gang member. Basically. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean, and this is this is about as far removed as you can get from dancing with the moonlit night.
0: Yeah, that we've musically. now we're now seeing Rail as not a hero anymore, more mm. of a, a person you would avoid on the street if you saw Rail. Yeah, definitely, and kind of. Right. Can't, so yeah but that offsets the fact that you're following him on this journey mm. you now don't want to follow him on this journey exactly. to the next day because he's not a nice guy
1: it's like I mean maybe John's ignoring him because John knows what he's like I don't want to get involved with this
0: this is also going back to my split personality thing mm. I think John's the good side of him um. and rails this sort of antisocial other personality he's almost like the, the drugs. yeah clockwork orange
1: yes yes so perhaps that's where Peter Gabriel's coming from, from that point of view
0: could very well be because I always, I always see John as the the purer yeah. of the two, whereas Rail's the one who wants to get down and dirty and in the muck. Yeah. But John's this. I think he's he's avoiding him because mm. he sees himself as better than Rail. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. I may be talking gibberish. You may be, but but so then, the album. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I
1: mean, but having said that, this I think has got the best set of lyrics on the album. It's, yes. This is one of my. Uh,
0: I love singing along to one this. of
1: my favourites. I mean, my I think my very favourite Peter Gabriel Genesis line ever is in this, which is uh, the hypocrites handing out their trash. But it was mine in the first place, so I burned it to ash. Yeah, I
0: love that lyrics. So there, there are some great lyrics in this album. There are. Um, it's a shame we just don't know what most of them mean. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, what, why is he cuddling a
0: porcupine? Don't know. I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't. No, not spiky. even when it's really cold. Too spiny. Too spiky. Oh, not the spike again. Yeah. Oh, the spike don't again.
1: <laughs> um, but the, yeah, this is this is definitely my top ten Genesis tracks. Definitely, it's a but great, near, great My crowd. top
0: five, actually. Were you aware that your top five has got fifty tracks in it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Good.
1: But this was covered by uh, Jeff Buckley. Really? Um, on what was going to be his second album before he died, before he finished it. You can get a, a cover of that. Jeff Buckley's yeah. version of it's a lot slower. I may check that out. But it's pretty good. Um, it's um, the album. I think it's called My Sweetheart the Drunk. Okay. Um, But it it was never finished before he died, so they released it posthumously. But yeah, what a great track. It is a great track. So good. And again, this is probably the only other track on the album that could have opened the album.
0: Yes, yeah. And with
1: it being a flashback.
0: It's also kind of a new start.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's great. But then it bridges into Hairless Heart.
0: A instrumental piece a instrumental
1: bit it's fairly pleasant and a, a big change in pace
0: from up in the city but this is what we've heard from Genesis before exactly. when we've usually had the big opening mm. numbers and then a quieter track to follow Yeah, which didn't happen on uh, Selling England no it didn't it didn't talk but this is kind of like a mini uh, version of that Yeah. so we've got the big
1: so big grand
0: track followed yeah. by a little instrumental piece yeah. it's almost
1: the, like after the ordeal like a breather Yeah. Mm. so it follows on from that going into the next track which was a single mm. which was Counting Out
2: Time to Do i zip, two zip, zip, zip
0: yeah um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was Counting Out Time Counting Out Time Uh, did it help you in your love making at any point (laughs) no it didn't at all no no I've I've tried to follow his instructions but it hasn't got me anywhere as indeed it didn't really get him anywhere it didn't at all no so um, as a sort of manual for love making if you know what I mean crap yeah. But as a track,
1: pretty good. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was the first single off the album. You can see why.
0: Did this get played on the radio? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask that because, you know, the but BBC were very funny about that. They were. I remembering, mean, remembering the whole relax thing, <laughs> it did take them a while to realise what that song was about. Yes. And then they banned it. And then exactly. But, but this, this is a bit more obvious. This is completely yeah. obvious. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's a um, it's good upbeat song, so you can see why it was released as a single. Yeah. It, it's in a similar vein to um, I Know What I
0: Like, Yeah, musically. but what they're <laughs> thinking, to release this as a single, it's <laughs> not exactly a good representation of this album. No, not at all. So if you bought this single like, oh, I'm going to buy that album, what did you think mm. you were going to buy?
1: Yes, in the same way that I Know What I Like yeah. is very much different to the album yeah so. but this is,
0: this is completely different to itself however it is kind of kooky light hearted yeah. and funny, funny. Mm. Um, again unlike the rest of the album
1: yeah I mean Rail's character here he's kind of sweet and naive and
0: well this is his he's... first sexual experience exactly isn't
1: but he's gone from that really aggressive back in New York City Rail mm. talking about rape to now he's Bought a manual to teach him how to get on with girls. But we
0: kind of—is this a flashback though, or it, part I, of this journey? I
1: don't know if it's a flashback. Now, I think it probably is. I think all of the, these few songs, up to Carpet Crawlers, which is the next track, are flashback and happened before he ended up in the weird place. So
0: just, is this set before his gang times? Maybe. Or because he definitely seems to be a much
1: more innocent character at this definitely point. Definitely, this, in this one, yeah. Or perhaps back in New York City, is him
0: putting on front, being bluffed, fitting with the gang. Again, split personality. could be, could be. I odd. could be completely wrong, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I, this could entirely be gibberish, <laughs> for a Like most of it. I yeah. mean,
1: musically, you've got the double track vocals from Phil and Peter again. Mm-hmm. So they're singing at the same time. Um, and then you've got that weird keyboard
0: sound solo. Is
2: yeah. it keyboard
1: solo? Is it a weird guitar sound? I can't tell. I can't
0: tell what they're no. using there. But it, it, um, it's very atmospheric, mm. but odd. Yeah. Odd sounding. I say it's it's a, a very discordant yeah. so, uh, song. It's not... It's. It's a weird song. Mm. It's kind of jolly, yeah, but at the same time, But, beat,
1: but it's, but I mean, it's, discordant. So it, it, it flows. It obviously, goes from there. It goes into the next track, which is Carpet Crawlers. It is. Which is which the other? Was the other single? Which... There
2: is lambs all under my naked feet. The one is soft and warm, gives off some kind of heat. A salamander scurries. Into flame to be destroyed Imaginary creatures Are trapped in birth On celluloid The fleas cling to the golden fleece Hoping they'll find peace Each thought and gesture A cord in celluloid there's no hiding in the memory. There's no wrong to avoid. The crawlers cover the floor. In the red oak corridor, on my second side of people, they're more lifeblood than before. They're moving in time to a heavy wood Where the needle's eye is winking, closing on the pole
1: This is the closest they've written up to now to uh, almost love song style I mean it's not a love song because the lyrics are weird mm. <laughs> but you could replace the lyrics and make it into a love song quite easily I think yeah but going
0: to the lyrics but, yeah. what the hell the song about well exactly I don't know I mean, carpet crawls are we that, talking about people sucking up to people yeah. or is it people just following dogma well, or?
1: it's lyrically it's referring to the part in the story where people are crawling up a long corridor to get to the chamber of 32 doors is whatever that door, means that is, so it's it's literally about people crawling along the carpet. But one thing I, that, that annoys me about is like um, the lyrics. It's carpet crawlers heed their callers. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was heed their chorus, which works so much better.
0: Well, to be fair, yeah, nothing nothing makes a lot of sense <laughs> on this album. So, yeah, mishearing the um, the lyrics yeah. it probably only helps in some respects.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but this is a brilliant track. Played live, a hell of a lot. Peter Gabriel thinks this is the best track that they did together.
0: I don't agree. I don't care what you agree or not. Peter Gabriel says it. So it's fact. So it's a fact. It's a fun fact. Another factoid. <laughs> Peter Gabriel says this is the best thing they ever <laughs> did. Can't yeah. say I agree with that track. That but
1: fact. they re-recorded this for a greatest hits album. They re-recorded it. They got bound back together, the classic lineup. Really? Yeah. We recorded it together and re-recorded it. Trevor Horn produced produced it. what was that released though? Um, it was released as a single, didn't go anywhere again, but it was on the Turn It On Again Greatest Hits compilation. Phil and Peter share the vocals. So Peter sings it. Isn't it weird? I've heard that, but I didn't realise it was a re-recording. Yeah, re-recording, yeah, and Peter sings some of the lyrics, and Phil sings some of the lyrics. But that's all the band back together: Steve Hackett, and everybody. I so have to reappraise that. Yeah, it's one of the last things they recorded together. Um, but I really like that. It's got a really catchy
2: chorus, mm-hmm.
1: even if it's a slightly slower
0: than what you'd expect as a regular single. And it's it's again another complete change of tempo on this album. Mm. Yeah, exactly. This is something this album it refuses to be tied down to a tempo or theme.
1: Yes, it does. Again, going, changing again for the next round, which is Chamber of 32 Doors.
2: At the top of the stairs, there's hundreds of people running around to all the doors. They try to find, find themselves
1: back that epic Genesis sound Mm, that we've just gotten used to exactly, so that is again a complete change from the last track, so Mm. it's up and down in styles what do you think of chambers actually does? Doors?
0: Yeah, it's it's alright. I mean, it's it doesn't belong on this album. No. Uh, musically, or lyrically. No. Uh, it, it does, yes. obviously, but this sounds like something they would have done two or three albums mm. ago. It's nice, it's pleasant, it rolls along, and it's quite interesting, but it's kind of jarring. In great this. vocal performance. Oh yeah, oh yeah, great that. vocal. Mm. I mean, let's face it, at this point in his career, Peter Gabriel's vocal is just stunning. Yeah. Um, There's no other way of putting it. I mean, later on when he starts doing his solo stuff, I think he sounds different Mm. than he does here. Yeah. This is like what I would refer to as his Genesis singing. Yeah. And this is top of the game for him. Definitely. One problem
1: I've got with this track. This is a group of people trapped in a chamber. It says there's hundreds of people. And the next track says there's hundreds of people top of the stairs, trapped in this chamber of 32 doors. Each door leads back to the chamber, except for one. And they can't work out which door it is there's hundreds of them if they all work
0: together it'd be dead easy but is this about again if this is a split personality thing mm. is it that the chaos in his head can't let him help himself because he can't pull himself together to find the exit
1: could be oh I'm on fire you should be a psychologist
0: I should be instead of just seeing them
1: yeah exactly <sighs> you should tell your psychiatrist
0: next time you see him she's not talking to me anymore no, not surprised you're a loony thanks for that That's alright in some ways I blame you yeah I would yeah
1: but yeah so that's that's the end of the first CD end of the second side of the vinyl
0: yeah so we're calling this a break and we're going to do the next podcast about the second part yes because quite frankly it's a hell of a of album to do it, we'll is. it is and I don't think anybody will listen to it <laughs> if indeed they are so anyway let's just round off this album what did you think of the first part
1: Um, I really like it. I think this is the strongest half of the album, to be fair. It's got all the strongest tracks. I
0: agree. Despite the fact that, and spoiler alert... The second side Mm -hmm. of the second album kind of rounds off Mm -hmm. the story. It's a mixed bag. It is. Um, But this one, pretty strong all the way through, still no idea what it's about. No idea. We've come so far with rail, Mm -hmm. and I still don't know whether I even like him, or even care what happens to him.
1: And is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy?
0: Yeah.
1: Is he split personality? Is John a real person? All these questions may be answered in the next episode if you think you have answers yeah if any of you
0: have the vaguest idea what this album's supposed to be about if we've got it completely right or more likely completely wrong feel free to get in touch and yeah. we as we're the next album we were discussing is the second part of this we can put your points forward mm. or just ignore you if you're hateful yes. um, but you know, hey, yeah. give Revel- it a shot we may we may mention your name yes. live on it
1: Revelation Station Podcast at gmail.com or you can find all our old episodes at www.revelationstationpodcast.com
0: or as I said earlier you can find Simon and Ripley not the character from Alien well, no, right, yeah Yeah. No, definitely not that Ripley. They're different Ripley. But But wait, something's changed. What?
1: That's not your beer. No. It's mine. Weirdo. (laughs)
2: Ha <laughs> ha.